podcast i'm saker and i'm evan and we're here to talk to you about everything to everyone wow that was a great interview wasn't it yes it was saker wow that was a great interview wasn't it that you just said that wow wow i don't i don't know how to talk anymore what eat nick bono (laughs) okay guys um all right listeners uh I'm having a real tough time here. Are we coming back from break? <laughs> we haven't yeah. even started the episode yet. <laughs> I thought we were put that, that this was the second half of the episode. <laughs> I know the interview doesn't have an intro on it. I oh, need the intro okay. here. So let's just start the episode. Then. It's been, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been. Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right. When push comes to shove from celebrity to have you seen my love mm. where it's all been done the podcast i approve that message he's everything to me and when i close my eyes he's all i see it's my co-host evan is that from an everything to everyone song no it's from a michelle branch song because <laughs> you're everything to me do you remember that song i it i do now as soon as you sang that <laughs> as soon as you sang that thing um saker was meant to fly he flies up in the sky you someday will all die <laughs> from starships <laughs> that song i see starships were meant to fly saker was meant to fly uh-huh he falls out of the sky uh-huh there's no need to cry he'll be here when you die i'll be there when you die <laughs> perfect oh boy ev this is gonna be one of those types of records huh i'm excited is it? for is that it? is it i love that I mean, there there are wolves around. There, the wolves are everywhere. Ev, we did it. We finished everything to everyone. Let's, uh, Every- celebrate by cutting this episode short. Okay, sure. Well, I'm Saker. I'm Evan. We'll see. No, fuck. Um, no, we have a lot to talk about on this Release episode. Me. We have to talk about what we thought of the album. We have to mm-hmm. rank the albums. We have to resequence the songs. Mm-hmm. We have a special interview, which I guess if you're looking at the title of the podcast you already know is with producer ron and yellow from everything to everyone very exciting interview big get from my boy <laughs> my boy meaning me i guess yeah we can get any it seems like we can get anyone professional as long as they don't know who we are and what we do i think that's i think once they realize that we're bad which is weird i mean not that they're bad but bennick and abc's got no, they're great steven page yeah. and andy Creed. Well, i think they take they bring a level of like seriousness and craft sure. that we don't yeah we talk about eating farts for like 90 minutes and then yeah, talk about the yeah. song for five you're yeah. right i mean that's true what's wrong with eating farts well, hey this podcast i like to chow down on a good fart oh my god <laughs> um this podcast is everything to everyone whether you're a bare naked ladies fan yeah. or a fan of lego well, i think if you're a, a i don't know some bare naked ladies isn't for bare naked ladies well fans. some bare naked ladies fans if you're a bare naked ladies fan with a sense of humor damn okay so you're saying people who have no sense of humor do not like our podcast it seems like it yeah I mean the the, We're talking the, the to you, one jorky. star yeah the one star rate Bubba Hotep <laughs> well the one star ratings aren't funny at all how sad whereas is, the five star ratings are hilarious how sad is it that we remember specifically the names can you name one person who gave us a five star rating uh Amy is that true yeah t- Tammy <laughs> T- I don't think Tammy's left us she writes us emails all the time Matthias <laughs> Matthias is a fake Jared. board game the thing is like they they leave. They leave the five-star reviews under fake names. Oh, I, I see. I only remember their real names. I see. I Jonathan. See. But we remember... Tyler. Bubba Hotep and Jorky. Yeah. 3344. Yeah. I mean, I can hold a grudge like 
Stephen Page holds a grudge. Ooh, you think he's a grudge boy? I don't know. He seems at peace. Well, however he holds grudges, I do the, I do the exact <laughs> same way. So I take my I take my running my marching orders from from Page. From Page. Yeah, that's right. You're ripping Page out of his book. Mm-hmm. Hey, buddy. Page is my co-pilot. Po- Page. I I saw that you got that bumper sticker on your car. Page is my co-pilot. <laughs> that's right. I wasn't sure if You're it was like, like oh, a, is a Star Star Wars reference like Poe Dameron? No, no. No. Is it a Poe boy like a sandwich? Mm, I do love a good Poe boy, but no. Are we just supposed to keep guessing? It's actually Page Piss Pie Po Pilot. <laughs> Page Piss Pie Po Pilot. Okay. That's I understand all of those words individually. That's the way to work it. Okay. Very That's how good. language works, right? We have to understand each word individually before we can understand them collectively. So well, I'm teaching you a new language. Okay. So can My you, dialect. Can the you tell me in English what that sentence means? Pie. Pay, 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 Page pay. Piss Pie Po Pilot. I could. But it's more fun for you to learn on your own. Oh, let's, do, let's do this Socratic. This is total immersion. Yeah, yeah, in a language. yeah. I only speak in peak pop. Only I only peak in my <laughs> own language. This is Pig Patton. All right. Um. So Page, pig Stephen Patton. Page, piss, <laughs> takes a piss. Yep. Pie in, in a, a pie. pie. Poe, Edgar Allan. Yep. Pilot drives a plane. Mm-hmm. So Stephen Page is pissing on a pie while Edgar Allan Poe is flying him somewhere. Uh, close. Close. That's real close. Can you give me the rundown? All right. Stephen Page pissing in a pie while Edgar Allan Poe is driving a plane. Okay. (laughs) On the runway. On the runway. Now, how was I supposed to make that distinction between pilot and... See, the thing is you won't be able to because you have to really like... Is it a tonal thing? It's a usage thing. Oh, it's a usage thing. (laughs) You just have to be, you have to be immersed in the language for a while before you get, you get that, that, you know, like we have words that don't mean what they sound like they mean. It's a context light sort of language. Correct. Okay. Got it. You don't use, uh, no pronouns in this language. You just got to figure it out from the sentence Mm -hmm. where we are. Everything's a proper noun. Sure. That's why it's all capitalized too. (laughs) And let's talk about everything to everyone a little yeah, bit. I think we've bored our listeners um, already. Okay. Going into this album, I remember so fondly loving mm-hmm. this album in college. Mm-hmm. Coming out of it, I think I feel mostly the same way. Of course, yeah. every album, when we overanalyze it, gets a little mm-hmm. bit stuck in the muck for me, right? But coming out of it, I have really positive associations with this album, I think. What about you? What you, would you think of it in the end? This album came out the gate with a stumble for me. Like, I was like, oh, great. Specifically with celebrity? Celebrity, yeah. This is how we're going to do it. Or this is how it's going. And right. then then it's just like a one-two punch, a kick, a uh, jump in the air, a spin around. Like, yeah. It was like up to like track like six or seven. It was real, really getting me. I was yeah. like, I'm like, if this is what we're in for, I am 100% on board. Then it just kind of went, like it kind of lost a lot of steam towards it, the end. It really, yeah. Around the end of it, it kind of poops out a little bit. I would say around maybe aluminum. Uh, aluminum. For you. Uh, well, for me. But you and didn't aluminum like on, for some. <laughs> you didn't like War on Drugs either. No, I wasn't a big fan yeah, of War on yeah, Drugs. Yeah. It was okay. War on, the dr- War on Drugs. Emma really brought me around to War on Drugs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I 100% agree. I think they really front-loaded this album. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great album. Oh, yeah. Regardless. Um, but I do feel like we've got some slower second half where it just doesn't catch you uh, mm-hmm. as, as good as the first half does. But overall, still a bop. Still a bop I would toss this album in any old time. I think it's fantastic. I would toss the first half of this album in any old time. In fact, it's given me more, uh, like, I've gotten two songs on my playlist off of this album now. Oh, which, hold on, let me guess. I think I remember. Maybe Katie. Mm Mm-hmm. And Shopping? No. Shopping was great. (laughs) Okay, but it wasn't on your your bop list. I don't know. What was your second one? Uh, I'm looking at a list and I don't it remember. Was it. the not unfinished? What am I thinking of? Upside I, down. Uh, upside down. Yep. That's really? The one. I fucking love upside down. Oh yeah, that was on both of our completely naked. Was upside yeah. down the best song on this album? I believe it. Like I still, 
listen to it and sing it. Like maybe Katie, I'll I'll go by maybe half of the time. Like sure. half the time I'm like, oh okay, yeah. I'll set the metronome. I'm like, okay, I'll skip it this time. <laughs> and then but but upside, upside down, down, I will always listen to that. That one. is the weird standout hit from this album. I don't album. know why it just gets me. Wow, that's very very I think interesting. It's the genie segment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That one is great. I like any reference to a genie, you know me. <laughs> you ain't never had a genie like me. So so let's let's put it in the canon. As we always do with these albums, we mm-hmm. have to figure out where our our albums are. We have six Bare Naked Ladies albums to think yeah, about. I'm running now. through them in my head. Let me list them for you. Okay. Gordon. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should drive. Mm-hmm. Born on a pirate ship. Mm-hmm. Stunt. Mm-hmm. Maroon. Everything to everyone. Okay. Okay. So, shall we start with number six? Right. Worst, the, worst album. The bottoms are very easy for me. Yeah. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Maybe, Maybe you, you should drive. drive. Very good. Number five. Born, Born on, on a, a pirate, pirate ship. ship. Yeah. Okay, this is where I think we're going to start to get a little goofy here. I bet. Where, no. What else? Are, what am I looking at? I'm thinking we're of, looking oh, at... Yeah. Okay. Okay, you good? I think I've got it. All right. Three, two, one. Maroon. Maroon. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, I honestly, I think that the demarcation line was below Maroon, mm-hmm. whereas I will... I think Maroon is a great album. I think everything below that is good. Mm-hmm. But Maroon is fucking great. Mm-hmm. Okay, album three. You ready? One second. Okay. Okay. I got it. Three, two, one. Everything Gordon. to everything. Oh, really everything to everything. One. I think I liked Gordon better than everything to everyone. So our number two, three, two, one. Everything, everything to everyone. Gordon. Okay. And then stunt. Stunt. Yeah. Damn. So yeah, regardless, everything to everyone is in our top three. Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah. it, it was up there. Yeah, it's it, a definitely, banger. it would definitely beat out Maroon for me. Yeah. And I think that I think that Gordon still edges it out because I think that I'm st- I was still coming at Gordon fresh faced. Yeah. And I think if everything to everyone had been in Gordon's place and Gordon sure. had been in everything to everyone's place, I think I would reverse them. Sure. I think it's just I am fatigued now. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Gordon, I think yeah, we were we were we were bright. But like there there was just so much so much musical variety in Gordon. And I know I kind of shit on it at the time, but now I'm really like looking back being like, man. You miss it? <laughs> I miss box set. I mean, I, feel I don't like miss box set. <laughs> there was a lot of musical variety on this album as well. Right. I mean, I I feel like there's only a little like stumble here and there. I feel like they're 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 varietal boys. And I think that if they had like if the the last half of everything EDE hadn't like just sort of not I don't want to say shit the bed because no. they weren't bad songs. No, but no, like no, no, no. if it hadn't just kind of died with a if it hadn't like gone out with a whimper, yeah. like I think I would rate it much higher than absolutely, Gordon. absolutely. Hey, like, I think even if they'd taken like upside down and put it towards the end just to give me a taste of something I like, or the maybe whole Katie album towards might the, have yeah, popped up. It, a little yeah, bit. exactly. I think it was just a, a real resequencing well, issue for me. That's I'm why so you resequence the album. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Presumably to match what you think is the best resequence. I certainly did. We'll talk about. It. Hey, speaking of the early albums, hey, and, and box box set specifically. Buddy, when our listeners are listening to this, it's far after Christmas. Mm-hmm. But right now for us, it's very close. And to that end, oh motherfucker, oh buddy boy, I got you a little something. Sake you got me up. a present. It's the Vanagon Lady Songbook. Oh. <laughs> it came out like around album three, but it has piano and guitar chords for. It, like, there's a picture of them on the front, but it's all like gray scale. It's all blue scale. Yeah, here. and on the back, it is also gray and blue scale. But it's the um, it's the Ballad of Gordon picture on the back, which oh, is very fun. There it is. There it is. Yeah. And the you reason that I thought you would love this is you can finally learn how to play box set which is included in that album or in that songbook so i'll have to serenade you some night please do i know how much you love playing the pino and uh i thought this would be a a fun a fun (laughs) stupid ass gift the problem is is the music isn't for like a single piano it's for like a it's for it's got tabs and stuff in it too it looks like 
I thought it was for piano and guitar. Am I wrong? Uh, you had to it, like. It could be. Okay. Because um, it's got it's got tabs <laughs> in it. It's got piano, but it's got multiple piano lines. It's like there's like three piano lines in it. So if Kevin Hearn can so do it, like, yeah, you can do it. It's like four people playing it. That's fine. Isn't the Enid run? Can you figure it's it just, out? Uh, <laughs> So, but it's for a whole band, I think. B B B B B A A G G G G G A B G. So it's just the vocal yeah. lines after. Basically, it's just the basically the top line is the, the melody line is just just single. Hey, hey, it's another thing for you to put on your shelf for three months and then donate to Goodwill. You got it. Excellent. Good deal. I'll get a nickel. Ooh, and you get money from Goodwill. I take it to half price books. Oh, yeah. I'll that's get a true. nickel. I I got a nickel. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's resequence this album, shall we? You go first. Okay, as always. Hey, uh, first up, conspiracy theory. Okay, mm-hmm. I was doing some research and trying to look for... Oh, first up, yes. thank you for the beautiful present. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I was trying to look for B-sides because I like to include B-sides on these resequences sometimes. There was a, a, a song cut from this album called Statue of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Statue of Los Angeles it became a song on a Kevin Hearn album, right? Uh-huh. So <laughs> you are wrapped by my information. Absolutely. Second best in the original demo we heard from it originally had the line, you're a statue of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that second best and statue of Los Angeles, which is about plastic surgery, uh-huh. right? About body modification were originally- you me right like I've ever heard of this song before. <laughs> were originally the same song. And then I think they were like, ah, let's make second best about the war. And Kevin Hearn took off with Statue of Los Angeles and said, well, I wrote most of this song. I'm going to take it and put it on my solo album, right? Mm-hmm. Statue of Los Angeles is 100% about, you know, people changing their bodies and becoming mm-hmm. more statuesque and things like that, which I just think that's my conspiracy theory. Hmm. Second best and Statue of Los Angeles were once the same song and now they are not the same song. Like twins separated at birth. Like twins separated at birth. That's Raised exactly. Raised by different families. Except they do not sound alike in the least like at all. Twins, twins separated at birth. One of them's a smoker. It's true. One of them led a much harder life. Which, was that second best or probably second best? Probably second yeah, best. I'd imagine uh, so. Obviously. All right. So the other B-sides. Um, there's a, uh, the Naked song for this album is called Sign Me Up. I thought they stopped doing Naked this songs. This is the last Naked song okay. they ever did. Um, it doesn't exist anywhere. The, uh, the song doesn't exist as a B-side. They've just mm-hmm. talked about it before. They've done it live exactly once. It sounds like garbage because some dude in the crowd just has a tape recorder or something in mm-hmm. 2003. They describe it as them swearing their heads off for six minutes. It sounds like, I wrote it, sounds like a weird public enemy jam or some funk song. Mm-hmm. I like it. The song is about like going to the bathroom and then something about Steve's balls. <laughs> it's a weird song. And then Ed, at the end, they play about a minute and a half of it. And then Ed says, the rest is about cops and tits. And we can't remember. And I was like, where wow. is this song? I need to yeah. hear it. Um, three songs in this session made the next album. So I'm disqualifying it. Uh, and one of the songs made their Rarities album and the UK Celebrity single, so I'm going to keep it in here. So here's what I envision with my resequencing of this right. album. Let's fucking make it breezy, just breezy as hell. I want it to have a narrative arc. I want it to tell a story, but I also want it to be quick, mm-hmm. right? I think the whole album over 10 minutes. <laughs> I cut it down. It's 14 songs. I cut it down to 10. Okay. okay? Wow. Um, wow. I think the whole album hinges on War on Drugs. I think yeah, because narratively, I think War on Drugs is kind of the climax of the album, right? We have this character mm. whose life is bad, life is bad, attempts suicide or, or, or at least thinks about it or whatever. And then we have kind of a denouement after that, right? 
I kind of so, think of War on Drugs as the denouement, but you, you maybe you're so. welcome to I your... think there's a climax in the song and then sort of a denouement afterwards. Sure. But we're, well, I'm using it to create the narrative of the album. You so, got it. Track one. I'm on board. Track one may be Katie, right? Track one. I think it's got the intro. It's got the blast yes. of energy. It 100%. makes no sense as a track two. We talked about Correct. this when we reviewed it, yeah. right? I'll start the metronome. Yeah. That's perfect. That's a, that's a perfect way to start an album, Absolutely. Too. Yeah. I can't imagine why they started with Celebrity, <laughs> which is Did nuts. you ask Ron Anianello about that? I didn't. Uh, because... I know his answer would have been, you should have asked me 13 years ago. <laughs> You'll hear it in the interview, everybody. Um, another postcard, track two. I still think it's a great single. I've turned around on it entirely since childhood. One fun fact I learned that you'll... Actually, I'm not going to spoil it. You'll hear it during the interview. There's a very fun fact about a guest they tried to get on another postcard. A featured... Weird Audi Ikevich. Part. God, that would have been great. Track three. Yes, yes, yes. Which is a B-side from this album. It was on the celebrity single. This song is so fucking good it's the perfect compliment to postcard it's sort of a one weeky type of song there's incredible energy to it drop a little bit in right here Testing one, two, three. It has to appear somewhere on the album. We're front-loading our upbeat singles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like this song. I think it has to stick around. Yeah, right? yeah, this is a solid song. Track five. Now, the next five or six songs form the narrative arc and form the heart of the album. A man who's given up on everything, considers suicide, maybe goes through with it. It's left mm-hmm. up to the imagination, but we're starting with Upside Down. Right. Okay. So he's got this life and it's, you know, he doesn't want to do anything. We've got mm-hmm. kind of a, an introverted hikikomori type, right? <laughs> Track six, unfinished, right? This is the lay down and die mix part two of three, Correct. which leads into track three, second best lay down mm-hmm. and die part three of three. Then from the second, lay down and die trilogy, <laughs> the lay down and die Colon. trilogy. Uh, track eight, next time, maybe reincarnation exists. Maybe <sighs> I'll get it right next time, right? Moving into track nine, War on Drugs. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard to separate this from the album. It's a strong, beloved song. It's solid as hell. Um, I think it's the secret heart. I didn't want to include it because I thought it kind of slowed down the pace in a breezy album. Get it towards the end, yeah. I think it's the heart of the album. And then we end up with track six, All That's Left track, of Me. Track 10. Or track ten. All That's Left of Me is my celebrity, right? Okay. After he goes, we have this slow piano yeah. jam. All That's Left of Me is my celebrity would probably be a better chorus and line than All That You Can See is oh. my celebrity. Oh, I think they do both. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think <laughs> it feels like It feels like 30 years ago <laughs> that we did Celebrity. Plus that last final piano, like, like that would be such a good ending to the album. Just, I don't know why they started with Celebrity instead of ended with Celebrity. Yeah. I I think it felt important to them being celebrities to like get it out there that they don't care anymore. That sucks. That's (laughs) dumb and bad. I mean, when you're a celebrity, you cease to be human. Sure. You become something greater than. No. You become something less than. Correct. Sure. I got there eventually. Your, your parts. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Ev. Yeah. That's my resequence, buddy. Good job. Nice and breezy. Thank you. I want to hear. So what did you take out? So, uh, yeah, all in all, I took out for you shopping. Sorry. Take hey. it outside. Have you seen my love and aluminum? Okay. So I eliminated all the songs that I just wasn't a fan of, really. I mean, that's I my recent. I, I basically. I think I, by taking out shopping, you're doing a you're doing a disservice. I know. But 
I, 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 I really... How about, that? How about including that as a hidden track at okay, the end? perfect. Thank you. I can do that. I went both ways on shopping. Basically, I also... I eliminated all the country jams. For You, uh, yeah. Take for, It Outside. For You was good. I didn't like Take It Outside. I liked For You. For You was fine. I just felt like it slowed down the album too much. I don't know. Yeah. I even, just wasn't... even during the slow part at the end of your album where you wanted to yeah, be slow? Yeah, I, I don't think it fits there, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I, it doesn't fit my narrative that I have going. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, it could fit in your uh, like trilogy of terror. Like somebody <laughs> who doesn't want to change their life, is second best, doesn't anything like that, and can't share anything with their... Sure. Their, um, are you writing, what are you writing down? I'm writing down all the tracks from this album so I can I strike them when, when okay. you do a resequence. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think that this is the best way to listen to this album. So, Evbo. Check the show notes. Um, let's go ahead and hear your resequencing. How did you resequence this album? So, everything to everyone. Now, that I, I took that as my as my watchword, okay. right? wanting to be everything to everyone, and I think that nobody needs to be more everything to everyone than parents. Okay. Because they need to raise a child, they need to have a job. You need, to, you know, you always hear like, "Oh, she wanted to have it all, like work, home, all that stuff." Okay. And I feel like, especially in modern late stage capitalism, like you can't. I mean, you can be a, a stay at home parent, and you know. More power to you if that, I mean, because that's fucking hard to do. Right. Like, especially monetarily and also, like, personally. Like, I was at home for two days with my son. And I'm like, I need to go back to work. Really? Now. Yeah. Oh, I'm ho- I was home for three months. I yeah. was cool. Well, you know what? I guess it's just, it's just a personal <laughs> it's thing. It's true. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like All I right, said, fair. you know, it's a different strokes for different folks. Like, I could do it. I would just hate it. Yeah. Right. Like, I love my son, but I don't want to spend forever with him. Yeah. Uh, so, I feel like a parent needs to be everything to everyone. So, I rated these songs on how much I would want to raise a child with them worst or best to worst. Okay. How so much track they, one. How much they would be as uh, the subject of the, the, the main thrust of the song. So either the subject or the narrator, depending on who's the main thrust of the song. Sure. Uh, how good they would be as co-parents with me. Sure. Okay. So track one is the best co-parent. The best. And the last one is for, is 14. Okay, track one is the best co-parent. Mm-hmm. So it can't be... Oh, God, I hope second best is track two. Um, okay, I think the best co-parent for you is maybe Katie. You are 100% correct. Hell yeah. First off, there are two of them. <laughs> that, <laughs> having more parents always helps. Uh, sort of a yin and yang. Steve, Wait, there are two of who? The, two, the people who are uh, um, the narrators. Oh, so... I don't care about Katie. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> okay. She's already got a kid. I don't want to. She's the subject of the song. She's the subject of the song. It's whatever the, because I feel like Katie is the subject of the song. They're talking about Katie, but like more interesting to me are the two guys singing about her. Like there's like a yin and yang with like Steve telling the kid like not to think too highly of himself. And then like Ed just giving him a dose of straight up pure realism. Like, and the more I think back on maybe Katie, like the stuff Ed says makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah, there are people walking around this world now that I told I loved, but you know, I remember their face, you know, but I don't love them anymore. Like, right. I, I know the, who they are, that sort of thing. So, I think, like, it's a weird counterbalance, especially given that Steve is usually the dour one. Um, so, I think with, like, me as sort of like a go-between and middle path, like, mm-hmm. the three of us could be a pretty good fucking team mm-hmm. raising a kid. Interesting. Okay. Um, track two is, God, so many of the narrators on this album are just depressing sacks of shit. So, I don't think you want to raise a kid with them. Um, so I think track two, somebody fun, somebody playful, somebody who might play a little prank on your kid. This is another postcard. Nope. Okay, who is it? Uh, it is Upside Down, actually. First off, huh. okay, I don't think this guy would ever agree to be a parent. 
So I'd have to somehow force him, which is very unhealthy. Okay. <laughs> and it would build resentment. So, so by track two, we're already at the unhealthy resentment but, stage. But <laughs> he seems really self-actualized in regard to his feelings and like, uh, and wants like what he what he's good with. Like oh. so, I think that if he was a parent, right, he would be the kind of parent that was like you know just sort of stolid and never like unflappable. Like the mm-hmm. kid is like doing this and doing that, and the kid, he's like, okay, sure, whatever. Okay. You know, like <laughs> like not like letting the kid run off the hook, but like you know being firm. Off the hook? Is that who you're going to co-parent with? No. I'm sorry. I just, I hear words sometimes. I get real so, excited. Like, I'm not sure if a shrug, it's okay, I guess, mentality is something I'd want to impart to my child. But, like, again, like, seeing, like, I think that there's a lot of focus being on, like, in this, especially in our society, like, oh, you can be anything you want to be, mm-hmm. you know, just work hard and you'll get it. And that's not true at all. So mm-hmm. I think that having someone to ground my child, like, obviously I want my child to do as well as they can, but right. given, given their their abilities and interests but like you know seeing someone who's like you know i don't do much and i'm perfectly okay with that like i'm having a great fucking life just enjoying myself like you know i found a genie i just threw it away (laughs) like i don't want anything else from life interesting so i thought that that would be really interesting somebody complacent is your second choice for a yeah because i'm gonna be like the guy who's like yeah you know because they have to match me right so i'm gonna be the guy's like oh yeah do write this go on this adventure do that and this guy's gonna be like i'm a hobbit i'm making uh you know i made oatmeal for you when you came home (laughs) okay interesting all right now Okay. Typically, mm-hmm. what I would do is guess another postcard <laughs> until I ran it into the ground. But okay, yeah, I think don't do I, that. I think I missed a critical character here, mm-hmm. and that critical character is for you. You are correct. Yes. Okay. Probably good. Yeah. Sure. We don't love each other, and they don't love the kid. Yeah. <laughs> but like, well, I I saw it differently because they're giving s- so much. They've set everything aside is- everything they love. Oh, that's right. I forgot. And okay. everything else is for them. So they're the kind of parent who will go through the motions and do a decent job. They right. won't share anything with me or him, but that doesn't necessarily make them a terrible parent. Sure. Right? You can be emotionally distant and still turn out a perfectly fine kid. Like, sure. I mean, I had emotionally distant parents and I still turned out pretty good and I love them and they okay. love me. Yeah. And like, so I think that it was, you know, it's just, as, it is what it is. I think they do a good job. Yeah. Despite not loving the kid and not being able to share any deeper emotions with them. Sure. So if if we're already at the point where we can't share deep emotions with the kid, well, I'm, I'm going to share deep emotions well, with the kid. Sure, but, but like the partner. Yeah. I, I think then the next one, who's going to be a supportive parent but supportive monetarily, is shopping. Oh, you were so was close. Was I really? You were so close with it. Celebrity. Okay. Okay. Shopping okay, okay. is not going to be supportive monetarily. Shopping is going to spend all our fucking money. <laughs> Celebrity is going to have some money. Okay. You don't think they're going to shop with the kid? Well, they'll shop with the kid, but they're spending all our money. Sure. Okay. So like, celebrity's taking it in. Yes. I mean, it's ba- celebrity's basically like for you, but not only emotionally distant, but like <laughs> personally, di- sure. like they're out doing their shit. So sure. like, but I know we'd be taken care of financially. So I could raise a kid. I think I could raise a kid with like a celebrity paycheck. Yeah. Um. I mean, a celebrity searching for a dose of realism might be a good fit for, like, a young kid sure. who doesn't really give a shit about fame. Yeah. So I feel like that that would be good, especially if, like, the celebrity was off going doing shit and I was just, like, holding down the house and the celebrity occasionally came home and, like, yeah. whisked the kid away to, like, a fucking, yeah. like, rented Disney World for, like, two days. Sure. And we got, to, yeah. like, we got to just, like, go experience that shit yeah. and then come back to our regular fucking lives. You probably know okay. a celebrity's cheating on you, right? Uh, probably. Yeah. Probably. Is that okay? As long as it's, it's, if it's if I can cheat on them too. Okay. Like if we have <laughs> so an, open, an open relationship. If we have an open relationship, I think I think we're going to because we're co-parents. We're not necessarily sure. like you're just ethically non-monogamous. Okay. Well, the thing is, like, it's not. I said co-parent, but I don't. I don't say like we're not like married. Oh. We're okay. not like in a, we don't have to be in a oh, relationship. Sure, sure, this sure, is just sure, the sure. two of us raising a child sure. together. Okay, I see. We both dedicated to raising the child, but we're not necessarily dedicated to each sure. other. Sure. Fuck. 
Okay, because I can. I think the the easy ones are the end of the album. <laughs> the, end, <laughs> the end of the album is pretty simple. Um, I'm kind of split here. I want to say I'm gonna go aluminum. Second best. Second best. Damn it, that was my other one. I threw yeah. my pen in disgust. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, absolutely, we should. I, this is sort of the same as Upside Down, but I just liked the Upside Down narrator better. Yeah. Uh, so, like, second best. I mean, obviously, we should obviously try to be the best we can, but sure. I feel like the narrator has a pretty healthy outlook on life. Like, you know, second best isn't bad. Right? Yeah. Especially if you can get there without compromising your fundamental principles. Like, yeah. You know, if you, if you have to be America to be the best, then Canada's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So. But. Is the narrator Canada in second best? Yeah. I guess it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's the country. Um, so I would co-parent with the entire nation of Canada. Okay. That's, that should have been first. If two was good, then a million. Well, I mean, Canada's a mixed bag, right? There are racists and shit in Canada too. Yeah. 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 I, don't think, I think that like it takes a village to raise a child sort of thing, but also it does, they don't, there's a reason why we don't say it takes a country to raise just a child because that's just too many. You're right. But just because they didn't espouse racist views in the song, maybe Katie, we don't <laughs> necessarily know that the two narrators are, are woke. Um, okay. So the next one, yeah. Jesus, now I'm, I'm falling into my rut here. The next one. Number six. Number six. Fuck. So we're not even halfway through the album. These narrators mm. are already so depressing. Um, I think it's going to be somebody see aluminum is not what I'm going to go for here. I think I made a misstep with that because Good. aluminum is just fake. Mm-hmm. I think that the, the aluminum is the evil twin and the good twin to aluminum is testing one, two, Correct. Three. All right. You're doing good on this. All right. This I've never done this yeah. well. Don't blow it. <laughs> testing one, two, three, probably okay. This is just someone like going through a midlife crisis, basically. Yeah. So, and that's, we, we all we all are going to do it or do it or, you know, some sort of existential crisis. This person's written some songs, but they're probably not, like, good songs. Mm-hmm. And they're not necessarily a successful musician. Mm-hmm. But, so it's neither good nor bad. I feel like this is just, like, a straight down the plate, like, probably okay person they okay. seem they seem okay okay all right um considering what we have i think there's only two options for the next one mm-hmm. and i'm going to go with unfinished mm. see unfinished i feel like is also kind of the uh you know my life is do you is... remember my read on unfinished though no i forgot it what was well, it? it's too bad i can't tell you otherwise <laughs> you'll know exactly where it's go where, exactly where it goes okay. <laughs> oh shit i scratched out unfinished so what's next aluminum ah damn it okay all right so this is another okay one like yeah this is sort of like I, I sort of, when I listen to Aluminum again to resequence the album, I think that maybe like this is sort of like a parent-child relationship mm-hmm. song where like you're, it's a child coming to terms with the fact that their parent isn't everything that they thought they were when they were young. Like sure. when they were young. They're like, not you everything to everyone. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that being said, Aluminum is flexible, dependable, ubiquitous. I don't need my co-parent to be like a shining version of humanity. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I just like a, I don't need a solid, sure, I'd like a solid gold parent, but I'd settle for Aluminum, especially if it were a fairy. Okay. <laughs> Right, that's true. I forgot. It could be a fake. Although I feel like that could be pretty cruel depending on the type. See, now I'm turned around on postcard because now I'm thinking that because it's a... We're talking about the narrator of the song. The narrator of the song is never home. All they do is send postcards. So actually, that's going to be closer to the bottom. I don't know. Even though it was close... <laughs> don't do this. I guess it's better than a suicidal parent or a postcard. You got it. Yeah, baby. Okay. I like the sense of whimsy. <laughs> I knew it. And they obviously have a bit of grit and discipline to keep mailing those cards over and over <laughs> sure. again. I mean, I'm not sure about the obsessive aspects of the song, <laughs> like where they're like all chimpanzees, but like if there was like a travel, a parent who was traveling for like their work or something and they always made sure to send sure. the kid postcards, that could sure. be something that the kid would look back on pretty, sure. pretty favorably later but, on. But I think. 
honestly, the narrative... But again, we're, in like the, we're on the negative side of the album, right? Because these aren't good parents. I, I don't think you've ever met your co-parent in this. <laughs> they're not sure who is sending the postcards. Yeah, I have a co-parent pen pal. Okay. Or wait, no, 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 because the narrator is everyone is addressed to me. Yes. So the co-parent is the one receiving the postcards. So the co-parent is the one who has a stalker. Well, it doesn't have to be the narrator of the song. I said that whoever the thrust of the song is, the narrator no, or the subject. No, because it would be Katie and maybe Katie. It wouldn't be the narrators. I like the narrators. <laughs> okay, so this is, there's no rhyme or reason to what's happening right now. I literally said it was whoever I thought the main thrust of the song <laughs> okay, was. Okay, so you think the main thrust of maybe Katie, the titular Katie, yeah. are the two narrators. Yeah, they're way more interesting than Katie. <laughs> Katie has a daughter. I, I don't, sure. We don't, know, we don't know anything about these racist narrators. Exactly. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I think they are... I mean, her daughter is probably racist too. That's, I think everybody in that song is a raging <laughs> racist. <laughs> um, okay, now we're down to the depressing ones. Well, they were all depressing. No, well, that's true. Um, I'm split here. Uh, I'm going to say, I don't remember your take on unfinished, but the way that you talked about it makes me think it's really low. So let's go with shopping you're correct got it baby yeah All capitalism right. is inescapable and i've tried to foster sort of a non-materialistic approach in my son's life and been woefully undermined at every turn by society <laughs> like kids like stuff we all like stuff sure why not why not give in and go shopping <laughs> like it would really depend on who supported the shopping addiction like sure. i don't make enough to like for anything but the most minor shopping sprees so like fortunately my current partner is pretty frugal but like i think that if they were paying for their own shopping addiction, then that'd be fine. Whereas if it was on my salary alone or on a small salary or they were making some sort of small salary, then I would be rough. So I'm, I'm imagining this, that they have their own job and they're independent, they're independently like sure. mobile in, yeah. in their financial so they can do this. But again, I hate hoarding. So like that's sort of the outgrowth of shopping. right? Yeah. Yeah. Buddy. It's either hoarding or just getting rid of everything over and over again. What? I, I got to tell you, I'm five for nine right now. I'm on the right side you're of history a, right you're, now. You're rolling. You're rolling. <laughs> so you're rolling deep. What's 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 your one? All right. So next on the list, let's see. We have five more left. Number ten. Number ten. Um, number ten. Again, I'm between two. I'm going to say it's between unfinished and take it outside. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's take it outside. Ah, God damn it. Next time. Next time. On one hand, accepting that we can try again is a good lesson, right? Okay. That's a good lesson that, you know, it's okay to screw up. Sure. On the other, I'm not sure I want someone who plans to let people around them down, down. Sure, and yeah. is paralyzed with hesitation. So, yeah. like, whereas uh, Upside Down, he's he doesn't hesitate. Right. Like, he knows what he wants and he gets it. Sure. Uh, I feel like next time is, you know, kind of just not left wanting yeah yeah, yeah he's they're not going to be a good part i could see that yeah. yeah and i mean they explicitly say they're going to let me down yeah yeah again and again yeah that's, and that's not that's not that's not good in a, in a co-parent uh now's the point when i am going to fight you because uh-huh. if take it outside isn't next you're wrong okay Oh, it's take it outside. Yeah. Oh, You're good. Right. <laughs> okay, got it. Yeah. Because I mean, take it outside is truly he's just a rollover, just like well, fucking. Yeah. Charitably, he could like undermine the patriarchy by providing like a male role model willing to walk away from conflict. Sure. On the other hand, I don't really want to handle a relational coward. Like relationships are a lot of work. So like, yeah. Even, even if I'm not like romantically involved with this person, sure. Like we have to have a working relationship sure. to parent, and they have to have a relationship with the child. Yeah. So someone, this, I feel like this is the kind of person who would let their child run all over them yeah, and yeah. Like get away with everything because they can't summon the fucking gumption to stand up to a 
toddler. Yeah. Which is very hard, especially yeah. like during my day to day life, I have very few people scream at me <laughs> and hit me. Like so it's very hard to like get out of that headspace, like to stop treating them like a, like they're a three year old, they're gonna they're gonna go crazy. Hey, when Benjamin Button aged backwards, mm-hmm. did he have the mentality of a three year old when he was eighty? I think so, yeah. So was he like an old man running around screaming and hitting people? Yeah. Oh, eighty year old men do that. God, I love that. That's great. Okay. <laughs> and he was the wisest baby you'll ever meet. <laughs> okay, next has to be unfinished. What? Have you seen my love? Absentee? Uh, it's a couple on the verge. These aren't good, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a couple on the verge of divorce. <laughs> sure. Or trapped in a loveless marriage. Sure. Or one of them is, you know, already caring for someone with dementia. Sure. Seems like they're older, which means they've got some life experience. So okay. that's a little bit okay. Okay. I mean, both seem pretty unhappy. I mean, not the people I'd want to raise a child with, but yeah. like, better than the last two. Sure. Unfinished. Nope. War, War on, on drugs? drugs? Either the subject of the song suffered a death by a suicide or is in the process of attempting their own to take their own life, right? This is not good. They're suffering from serious depression. Uh, and then adding the additional stress of a child would probably only complicate the situation. It wouldn't be healthy for me or the child or them. So this is a bad, bad situation. You blow my mind with these. Ev- I feel like there's a song every time we do these resequences mm-hmm. that should be somewhere and it's last for you. <laughs> and it just fucking blows it's my mind. It's because you don't listen to my rate my read of I any of the songs. I listened to them. It was just three months ago. Okay. Okay. What is it? Unfinished. I mean, one. but why? Oh, I know it's unfinished. I don't want my kid to be raised by a serial killer in the middle of a grisly murder That's street. right. I remember now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's taunting the police. He's in the middle of his grand scheme to murder a bunch of people. And uh, he's a serial killer. So sure. they're not going to be a good co-parent at the time. Yeah. Okay, that checks out. I mean, out. even if they're nice, other than the fact they're murdering people, like, yeah. still don't want to be a part of that. I guess so. You think that's... I mean, I'd rather have a Dexter than I would a parent who tries suicide. Dexter was good. This isn't a Dexter. <laughs> it's not? No, this guy is not a Dexter. Okay, what is he? He is a, like Seven. We literally said he's <laughs> oh, the yeah, guy. Yeah, I guess he's he a, did. He's a, Kevin Spacey's character from Seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, true. Okay. Hey, Ev, I went he Seven. For- alleged rapist Kevin Spacey's character from Seven. <laughs> I went, speaking of Seven, I went Seven for 14 on this. That's half. Yeah. That's way better than I usually do I on these. So you're like, it's like we're, you're tuning in on my wavelength, big uh, yes, boy. Yes, I'm getting there, even though I completely forgot what your read of some of the songs were. That's okay. So, all right, we did it. At least you didn't. See, the thing is, like, the last couple times you have robot robotically guessed the same the song. The same thing over and over again. And this time you played the field a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, But I'm always too afraid that the next song is going to be the one I guess, <laughs> and then I'm going to feel like a fucking idiot. I'd rather be a stalwart idiot than a random idiot. So you'd rather be like a conservative who keeps doubling down on Trump than just somebody who Randomly. believes whatever they read online. Yeah. <laughs> can I not? Can I choose a third option? You just don't want to be an idiot, right? I Nobody guess. does. Present is what I'm going to say in response to that. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Um, hey, yeah. we have a special interview right now. It's with the producer of Everything to Everyone. His name is Ron Lon Chaney. Lon Chaney Jr., uh, no, Ron and Yellow. I, we were so happy to have him. He, he yeah. kindly donated his time to the podcast. So what you're about to hear is about a half hour interview. Ev was not present. Could not make so it. So this is just me and Mr. and Yellow talking about... Um, tate-a-tate. Tate-a-tate. Talking about the production. And, uh, or is it tita-teat? I think it's tita-tate. Ron, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. So this is our interview with him, and we'll catch you back afterwards. He is a musician and producer who's worked with artists like Bruce Springsteen, Tiesto, Shania Twain, and yes, of course, the Bare Naked Ladies. It's Ron and Yellow. Hi, Ron. How are you? 
Greetings, hello. You were the producer for the Everything to Everyone album, um, and we have a million questions. I don't have my co-host here with me, but uh, we, we wanted to ask you all about sort of the, the process of making this. Um, were you familiar with the band before they came uh, into the studio? Like, did you seek them out, or did a label pair you up, or how did that work out? Uh, I think what happened was uh, I had produced a band called Guster that were friends of theirs, mm -hmm. and they said you should work with Ron, and they had been off for a while. They hadn't been in the studio. They had a lot of ideas and a lot of songs, and uh, they called me, and I wasn't really familiar with the music, but I made myself familiar with it on the on the plane ride, and, and then I listened to everything. I listened to all their albums. I made notes, and it's funny you asked that because I, I, I remember specifically I had a, um, it's like a treasure map, like a notebook where you wrap it in leather uh, rope. Sure. You know, it was kind of like a fancy. And then every time I would talk to them, I would, actually was going through their material. They had sent, sent me a lot of songs to sort of sift through. And I had written my thoughts on every song. So uh, I kept opening the leather uh, notepad and Ed just says, I just want to see you open that fucking leather notepad it's so cool <laughs> like uh like every every time they were just staring at me like <laughs> that was kind of funny like um so that was like a big meeting i went to toronto we rehearsed and i went through all my ideas uh with every song that they had sent me mm -hmm. and of course of course went back and listened to the records and stuff but you know, to answer your question i wasn't that familiar with your music until we met and then i started working with it Sure, I, I, and I wonder, because you say you listen to kind of all of their previous stuff on the way over, um, their albums seem very tonally different, so what sort of, uh, kind of, what did you, what did you pull from their, their past albums that you, you sort of worked into everything to everyone? Well, I think with, you, you just kind of go in with the idea, mm -hmm. a sketch in, in your mind, but they are so such amazing musicians and they come from such varied backgrounds each musician like is a, like sort of excellent in their own style so you talk and you you know as, as much as you can but then when you get into work it just the songs turn out they sort of suggest what they want to be and sure. i think on that album in particular because i just listened to it i haven't heard it forever and <laughs> i just wanted to refresh my memory right and like, I, I can't believe all of the ideas. Like there are so many, like each bar is interesting. Like somebody's doing something on, I mean, it's with every phrase. So sure. I think everybody just sort of, it was sort of just a grab bag of ideas. <laughs> and I don't think there is a style to that album. If there's any style that, I don't think it sounds like any of their other albums, but um, I think it's just more, there's, I don't know, for lack of a better phrase, more ideas than I've ever heard probably on any album. Sure. You know, and it almost becomes uh, progressive, you know, uh, just because just based on all their talents, and I think they all just came to the plate. You know, they all just came and they, the, the contributions were equal. Everybody had contributions. And I think that's what sort of mixed up the record. And I think that's why they call it everything to everyone because... Mm. I don't even know what kind of music it is. You know? <laughs> it's uh, it's just strange, you know. It's, right. It's great. It's like I started getting like sweating because it's so much work 
was put into it because that, remember what was that 2003 mm-hmm. that was just on the cusp of digital recording and uh, everybody had been switching over from tape so all of a sudden we had this new um, focus and this new format that we, you could basically do anything and those records that were being made around there were very interesting everybody was interesting you know so right. you had to oh listen to this record this back record or this one or that so I think you know the thought was just be interesting right. and have a sense of humor and uh, just like see what happens and you just sort of get the paintbrushes out and start painting and that's what we did sure sure so so they sent you the demos beforehand uh like you said and so how yeah. much kind of creative control did they hand to you on these songs when you when you gave them a suggestion were they pretty open to ideas well, as far as I can remember, again, this is, what, 15 years sure. ago? Sure, yeah, a long time. I, we didn't, really, like, have any problems. There were there was drama, but it wasn't about music. Okay. So there always is drama. It's like you always go into a record, there's a slice of your life in a three- or four-month period of time. Mm-hmm. And But they uh, are very, very professional and very open. And just remember, there's, there's a group of, uh, you know, uh, musicians with ideas so you have to listen to everybody and I think my job was like listening to everybody's ideas and trying to make them fit and mold into what you know would become something that was valuable for them so sure. that's kind of every job is different I think that that one you just had my god they're just they're brilliant <laughs> They do so many things well. <laughs> that's like there's nothing they can't do. So, right. okay, now we're going to do a bluegrass song, or now we're going to do this jazz song, and now we're going to do all these, like, sort of a hip-hop song. Sure. Or, like, now it's like anything was possible, and now that we had the format of digital recording, our ideas could be manifested quite easily instead of, like, working for five hours on a, a delay sound or something. It was just dialing up. Right. So I just remember I had a good team. I had been doing uh, consecutive records all the time. So, yeah, we, we took care of them and just made sure we heard their voices. And, sure. you know, they put their uh, ideas in. And it's just kind of uh, organizing the noise a little bit. Sure, you know? <laughs> sure. That was my role. Yeah. Were, were they were they easy to work with? Were they prepared? Um, was it was it like a, a, a fairly easy session for you? Yes, yes, they're great. Oh. They're really professional, and they're like they're great musicians. So, you know, a couple takes, and they had it. And I was kind of surprised, you know, through a lot of bands you work with, they're just they work as a um, a band, you know, as a unit together, and that's what makes sort of their sound. That's how they sort of motor themselves along. But mm-hmm. with those guys, they're all individually great musicians playing in a in a great band that has a, a, a style. So yeah, it was very very easy. Sure. Know? Uh, I, yeah, speaking of the band, I mean, in, in, in a lot of these songs, we have uh, you kind of playing in studio with them. So what was that process like? I know you played banjo on this album and a couple other things, if I'm correct. So uh, was that was that something in post-production that you added or was that in the studio? Well, you should have called me 13 years ago. I'm <laughs> sure all of this is so, yes. I, I have... <laughs> no idea what <laughs> I did on that album. That's all right. I did listen to it, but I was pretty impressed, and I'll take credit for some of the things that you like, mm. certainly. <laughs> but uh, I I have no idea. Sure. I have no idea. Sure, no, I, that's okay. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember 
I did. I, I don't remember. I mean, it's, if I'm a musician, I can play a lot of different instruments. Oh so yeah. I'm always just messing around and showing people this or that. So if something landed on it, that would have been sure overdubbed, and I would not have been tracking because generally I track. I I, I I I sat outside with headphones in the room with them. Because yeah. I was asking about Don Was, I think. He, I think that Don Was is cool. He sits out in the room with us with the headphones. I said, <laughs> oh, I'm going to do that. That sounds fun. Like, so then I started doing this, and I was like, you know, I can't really do this because I can't, I can't tell what's going on. It all just sounds too good because I'm on the floor with your energy. Right. Like, I'm feeling the energy of your performance, but I'm not, I can't lend a critical ear. So when I go inside the booth, I can more clearly sure. be judgmental of what's good and what's bad. But every take was good, and they go, I would say, like, well, what do you think about that? And they go, well, you're the producer. What did you think? I said, well, <laughs> you guys are good. Like, I, I don't know. I get all of the sound good. Come on in. <laughs> right. So it was, it was a little bit of that. Yeah. I, yeah. Have a lot of res- I have a lot of respect for their musicianship. Oh, cool. That's good. That's good to hear. Um, yeah, I mean, Don Weiss, he, he produced the, the previous album to this one. Um, and yes. I, I mean, as we we're, we're listening to them sort of chronologically and going through song by song, and uh, and he he had a lot of signature things um, that that he liked to do reverse instrumentation and stuff. And on this album, we found a lot of like uh, like monaural instrumentation, just like in one ear or the other, and like intros right. to songs. And um, are these things that right. you that you do often or? Uh, I think, again, it was just, we all had ideas, mm-hmm. and they picked the wrong producer if they were, like, trying to, like, just be uh, one thing, because, like, I'm re- very, like, open to, like, yeah, let's go there, let's do that, you know, sure. and they were like, okay, yeah, let's do that, so we kind of, like, un- unleashed the, ba- the uh, you know, the boundaries, sure. you know, any sort of boundaries we put yeah. ourselves mu- musically, and then you would have Kevin working on his keyboard parts. I think I had an edit room set up for keyboard, and they were looping and doing some crazy stuff, and they would bring stuff in, and then I would be working with somebody else in another sure. room, and we sort of add it together. And it's very produced, you know? It's, there, there, there are, like, I noticed that too. I was like, wow, that must have taken a lot of work. <laughs> Especially back then, you know? Sure. Because now it's it's different. Everything is uh, minimalistic, and productions are super, super simple. And they're not as layered, and they're not as full. Right. Um, so it's neither here nor there. I mean, that's just a style of that music at that time. Sure, sure. But, um, and again, with all those creative minds together making one soup I, I, th- I just really think it was like everybody in all the time and they were really you know attempting to do something you know different with their music so yeah um, it I'm, all was based on the so- songs they wrote so all the st- the styles were much different you had there's a bluegrass song there's there's just a lot of different music and then there were other members of the band writing mm-hmm. that hadn't before I think and right. so then Kevin Hearn wrote some beautiful music. There were some beautiful songs that were not, that did not make the record. I remember our board had like tons of songs on it. <laughs> when we, we write down what we're working on. And we're like, hey, you know, should we write those songs down? Because the record company's coming in and then they'll take all those songs, you know, and they'll own those songs. Oh, like, well, interesting. Yeah, well, maybe, we should, yeah, maybe we should find the board. Huh, that's really interesting. Yeah, because there are a Goodbye. lot of... 
a lot of songs from this session that uh, went on to be on future albums. So a lot of these songs may have just been like living in their heads for years until uh, until right. until those albums came out. Well, isn't it true that they had taken a break for a while? Yeah, because uh, I was trying familiarizing myself with the the, the uh, sort of. Uh, the, the direction of what the band was at the time, and it, I think I read that they stopped touring. They, they took a couple years break, so they had a lot of material. Sure, yeah. Their their last album came out in two thousand, so it was about a three a three year break before they came in with you. So yeah, there was a lot right. a lot going on there. <laughs> uh, there was and a three, they took a three year break after that. Yes, before the next album as well. And some of the everything to everyone songs uh, that apparently they did in the studio uh, were kind of reprised for that next album. Oh, I see. Cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. So, um, um, yeah, so they had a bunch of songs. I, 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 I'm of the mind, my style is record everything. Sure. Because you just never know. You sure. know, it's like, I'm not going to be the guy that says, ah, oh, that's no good. We'll just not do that one. And then that's the big kid on the next album that right. happened to me once. No, I didn't, I didn't say it was no good, but it's like, I just didn't get to it. So even with Bruce Springsteen or whatever, we just record everything yeah. that is on the table just to see what it is, you know? Sure. It helps the artist learn a bit about his writing and what's good and you know, what's making it, what's not, what's happening. So, um, yeah, there's, it's um, an interesting story. I mean, if you try to follow it lyrically, it's rather difficult, but musically, I think it found a place, uh, like it's not, it just found a place because just because of the sheer abundance of ideas, it kind of becomes something of its own, you know, I would say progressive. For sure. It's not prog rock, but it's <laughs> definitely, the, the word progressive comes to mind just because it's skillful, I guess. Sure. You know, everything is skillful and it's yeah. a little slicker, it's, but there are songs like, like the punk songs that towards the end, towards the end of the record is actually quite good. There's um, just some rock and roll songs that are really good, you know, so. It's just a grab bag, really. Yeah. You know, that's why I think they again they called it everything to everyone because sure. there were so many different styles. Yeah, they they do a lot of genre bending on here. Um, I'm I'm yeah. glad, glad to hear that you re-listened to it uh, and you seem very satisfied with the final product. Knowing what you know now, would you go back and and change anything about about the direction that the album went in or or anything that you did on it? Well, I, here's the thing: we all grow mm -hmm. and. I'm much more now into the connection of songs and lyrics than I am the skillfulness of the production. And sure. that's something that I could have been better at, I think, and trying to find songs that connect, like for them commercially and sort of sim 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 simplified, you know? Because mm -hmm. uh, they're all great melodies, they're great songs, they're very clever, but had I worked with them now, and it's no criticism on their part, it's just more me, how I've grown, I would just try to focus on, okay, what song is connecting, what's going to, what's really going to, like, help propel this record sure. for you guys. Yeah. And it always comes down to the song. They're great singers, they're great writers, they're great musicians. But, sure. you know, you really have to, and it's not, they're great songs too, but you just have to say, what, what, where's that song that's going to make that connection? I think I would have focused on that and we would have kept writing and found something that could have been a single that could have done more for the, uh, the opportunity for them to tour and, and project that record forward more. Sure. So I would have made a couple, I, I hate to say, like, it sounds so simplistic, but single. Yeah. 
No, that that totally it makes sense for a commercial band. I think. Correct. That, yeah. And the lyric. Yeah, the single that came out of this album was another postcard, which um, I I know is is seen as kind of simplified, but I'm sure the label had a lot to do with you know what what's going to be the single and what's what they want from the band. Right. Well, there's some other songs that. Uh, yeah, there's some others I, I like better. I wanted to get Shaggy on that, and we—I think there was um, talk. We did talk to him. I thought that might be something that you guys could work with other oh artists and bring somebody in. And yeah. so we talked to him, and I—I I think financially it didn't sound like a good idea to the label, but sure. I think that would have been nice. Oh, that would have been amazing. Um, yeah, he's great. So uh, yeah, like I think. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, you just can't go back, you know, it's still a great record, you know, and right. just, if you're, producing is to produce results, you know, so I think I helped them produce results, that sonically sounds amazing, that record's great, great songs, but the one thing I wish I would have done is make sure they had a great single. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. That's more emotional, with more emotional content. Right. Than just either, like, uh, intellectual or humorous. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, um, I, I know that, I'm not sure how much you, how much stock you put into sort of professional opinion on the album. This album is kind of a standout with the fans. Professional reviews were, oh, kind, really? were kind of mostly positive for it. Um, but I, did you, do you look at reception at all of an album after you, uh, after you finish with it or do you, or is it just in your rear view and you move on to the next thing? Well, I work with Bruce Springsteen, so all I have is like the joy that I have is, how well it's critically received and sure. what his fans talk to me about. So now I even, you know, like I read, I talk with fans and like I'm very interested in the feedback. I mean, that's all I have. Because sure. you go and you do a record, you're living that record for a matter of months or whatever, and then the band goes and receives the feedback from their fans, whether it's the form of, of gratitude, love, you know, appreciation, they're, they're on stage feeling that. I, I felt like, oh, I, I'm a part of that project, but I, now I am no longer. Sure. So all I really have is something that somebody says. So yeah, I do. <laughs> I do follow it. And it's ironic because I was like, well, I wasn't even really on the internet in 2003. <laughs> right. Like, so like, what was written about it? And I tried to look and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have time, but I, I didn't read any reviews back then. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't, I didn't want to really want to go to the magazine store and sure. scour the magazines for <laughs> right. it. But uh, so, as long as their fans are happy, then that's fantastic. That's all that you can do, really. You yeah. Know, because um, then you feel responsible in some way to help them connect with their fans, and that's fantastic. Sure. Yeah, that, I think that makes you feel good. That, that, it's a standout. That's great. Yeah, this this one is often seen as kind of the 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 third in like the 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 run of the, their three best albums, which are Stunt, Maroon, and then this one. Um, which Great. so yeah, absolutely. And and this is personally was one of my favorites as well. I love this album. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, with this this album also has a bunch of like acoustic in studio uh, versions at the end. Do you remember recording those at all? I don't actually. Sure. I remember for you, which was. Mm -hmm. A sort of Neil Young bluegrassy song, and uh, oh, I think what it was was like I was like, hey, you know what? I I did a song once, and it was a big single, and then we did an acoustic version of that song, mm -hmm. and we were we were allowed to count that as a 
spins on the radio, so it propels it even further up the radio chart. Nice. And we should do acoustic versions. I, now I'm remembering we did a session with we did everything acoustic. Right. I, I can't re- I can't remember when it was, but I vaguely remember it, and I, I remember it being really cool. Yeah. I haven't heard it since we did it, but is that? Available online. Uh, those are those are available as bonus tracks on some versions of the album. I think they put like four or five of them on, and they're they're all really they're great and they're very honest and simple yeah. and good. Um, so yeah, it's it's okay. It's good to hear. So that that was kind of born out of another another session where they sort of just took your um, your advice uh, in, in terms of what was going to be good for them uh, for plays on the radio. I think they. I think so. I think that's what happened. Oh, that's cool. but, you know, like they they could call and say, "Hey, you didn't think of that. What an <laughs> asshole!" I'm like, oh, "Sorry, man." Like, oh, sure. I remember it. I just, yeah. Well, hey, you trust know, me. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, they're not listening. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I think, I think, I, actually, I, I think it was a separate budget, and we went in, and I think the record company was down with it. So I talked to them about how uh, you should do acoustic. You know, it'd be interesting to hear those songs without all the uh, twists and turns of the production. Yeah, just because you'll know you'll know what you have as far as the song goes. Yeah, yeah, hearing and them that's with, sort of a, that's power, you know. Yeah, without power. the ornamentation is is very interesting, and you can kind of get to the heart of, of what they're all about, which is it's a lot of fun. Um, right. Just one yeah. more one more question: Is there anything that you kind of took away from this session? Anything that you know you remember, or a, a lesson that you learned from it? Or I know it was ancient history at this point, but anything that stuck uh, out to you? I mean, every single project is a learning experience. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no there's no failure in any album I do or any artist that I work with, even if it's an excruciatingly painful experience of which there's only been a few. <laughs> this certainly wasn't one of those. This was very pleasant. I do remember I had an engineer at the time, and uh, he, like, I was really struggling with. Um, I don't know. It was just I was struck. I, I don't know. We, our momentum it was she was prohibiting me from being creative and mm-hmm. it was just too much issue and too much trouble and so I had to get rid of him in the middle of the record and then when Ed Sacker I think his name was uh, just a pro an older guy but had done like years and years of album all of a sudden he came in and I was out there you know, chatting outside, getting sun, and the chef at the time was like, wow, I haven't seen you, like, leave the studio. <laughs> I go, well, like, I, like, get this new engineer, and he's making my job, like, a thousand times easier. Like, I don't have to be sitting there turning every knob. Sure. I trust somebody to do to a job that I have full, and then the band is comfortable with. Right. And so then I, once I fired him, and got this new guy and then I just kind of realized wow like it's really important your engineer is really really important and so not only um, the guy's a good engineer it's just a, it's, a, it's a personal thing you know sure. and, um, just sort of like how we were working and arguing about this or that or this tone and that tone and just like you just the guy came in yeah no problem this is it oh wow that sounds great okay cool I'm gonna go outside and have a, I'm gonna go have a cigar thanks yeah just so, um, so I learned that lesson so that I tend to keep people around me like on a personal level that are together and that see the same vision I do you know yeah and the band we. I mean I remember the band and I having a, a meeting about it I was like oh, this is like weird like so then uh you know, it just becomes hard to let a friend go, but it, sure. it was just the right move. So, 
So that was something. And then also, <laughs> you know, with bands, it's always just the, the sort of um, nature of the relationships. I remember there were some personal issues that were going on during that record that were very tough for one of the members. Mm. Then I remember just the band and like it, you're talking about a family like there's this there's a you know <laughs> there's shit you know what I mean right it's, right like there's this shit between people all the time just like girlfriend and boyfriend so there was uh, a bit of that and just to see how much of a gentleman like they were towards each other and how they just tolerated you know when you disagree and then now the new guys sort of coming in and being a part of the writing right and the writing is obviously very important because it's profitable. Um, so um, I just saw them as a family, and that they, they persevered. And Ty- Tyler is amazing. Like seeing a guy weeping over a hockey game. <laughs> like I, mean, I, I don't know about like anything about hockey, but and like these people would come in the studio that were big Canadian hockey stars. I don't know who the hell I right. know it was. And, and just their passions and life and their nudity and. Uh, like just like remember coming in um, the one day my wife comes to the studio the one day mm-hmm. that's the day they're doing the naked song <laughs> sure. and like she pokes her head in the, the control room through the window and there's my engineer <laughs> the guy to be like oh just naked dancing around <laughs> like, oh, and like oh so this is your job this is what you're doing yeah how interesting and then uh and then the sense of humor that that band had, uh, and then it's just how bright, like Ed and Steven, they, but they all are. Her beautiful soul that Kevin Hearn is, and sure. how, how what a great guy Jim is, and obviously Tyler, just, just cool people, you know, yeah. intellectual, you know, well mannered. Musicians <laughs> is the best way I could describe it, and just uh, I learned, you know, I just I just learned. Learn a lot, you know. Yeah, well, the uh, the fact that you remember them all by name, I think, says a lot too. They, that must have been a uh, certainly uh, yeah. an experience. Yeah, that's cool. So, uh, what yeah, can they're, they're all ni- nice guys. They're all really super nice guys. That's you know they're Canadians. They don't have any other choice in the matter. I think that's how it works. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. what can we what can we expect from you coming up? What projects are you working on right now? Well, I've been working with Bruce a lot. Um, so we had uh, Western Stars just came out the album, which is a Sort of an orchestral focused record, mm-hmm. and then we then we did a movie for that where he uh, we did a recorded a thirty piece orchestra in his barn. It's called Western Stars Film, and that came out for a theatrical release, and it's out on Blu-ray, DVD. I think today maybe something or maybe oh cool this month end of the month. And uh, I'm doing some rock and roll music with him, and um, I started. People in Nashville, I signed my first country artist, great baritone singer, Connor Myers. And uh, I'm um, doing a um, animated um, sh- uh, movie about music. Actually, it's very hard to describe. Like, <laughs> where does music come from sure. for children? How, how is it made and what is it? But I, I make that, like, it's kind of hard to explain. It's an esoteric idea, but I'm, I've written a book and a concept for it and I'm working with the animator how cool and um, that's something I've been working on for a long time 
Yeah. Uh, and then uh, some more music with some, you know, some artists and some bands and stuff. So. Very cool. That sounds very exciting. Yeah, yeah. Well, well thank it's you. Hey, really we great. we really appreciate you uh, giving some time to us and uh, and talking about the process. Yeah, anytime. All right. Thank you for reaching out. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, cheers. Great. Cheers. Thank you so much. Ev. Yeah. I know you didn't listen to the interview. You'll listen to it when we hear it. Mm-hmm. That big special. It. I'll listen to it when I hear it. That, that big special guest that was going to be on a, another postcard. Yeah. Wow. Shaggy. Wouldn't that have made the song a million times better? Oh my god, yes. It would have been incredible. Oh, my, I am so delighted just hearing about it. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Fuck, yeah. Anyway. That would have made that song. <sighs> Buddy? Was he supposed to do the spoken word segments? I don't know. I don't. He didn't say what he was supposed to do, but uh, he, he just said they were I trying mean, to get how him. How else would they have yeah. put him on? He's not yeah. going to do the chorus. Yeah, and uh, they're both... I mean, maybe that's why it's so kind of Jamaican feeling, yeah. like reggae-ish. Mm-hmm. So I think that's almost exactly it. Anyway, Ev, yeah. as soon as we get back from commercial, I got a game for you. And then we're going to wrap up everything to everyone. A game? We'll be right back with more It's All Been Done, a Brandon Good Ladies podcast. <laughs> hey, Evan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how's your uh, mom? Hi, mom. How's, uh, how's Suze? She's uh, fine. She's uh, bigger Great. than ever. She's what? Bigger than ever. She keeps growing. Oh, no. Growing. Is that good or bad? Well, my family's like that. You know, like... Uh, we grow to the size of our cage. I see. And since our cage is the world, we never stop. Oh, we don't die so much as get so big that like the world passes between us, like uh, passes between our in- our component atoms. I see. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Because um, so it's exponential growth. I haven't seen you grow a lot since we started this podcast. Is this sort of just a slow process? Well, this is like a. This is. I'm. I'm actually like. This is the just the tip of like. I'm. This is the tip of my iceberg. Is what you're seeing right now. It's like. I have pushed a small portion of my being into this dimension. Sure. Just, sure. Just, just, just the tip. How long do? How just the tip? How long do? <laughs> you grinned in a way that made me feel like I had to repeat it. How long do Dickenses live? How long do Dickenses live? <laughs> well, that's a secret that I cannot tell you without the proper precautions. I see. Okay. Which are? Would you like to tell me the precautions at least? Well, I mean, I don't think we can com- complete them in your the course of your natural life. I see. That's, that's unfortunate. Point. I know. Did I summon- and I really want to tell you, too. <laughs> Did I summon you here too early with the summoning circle here in the ritualistic basement? I mean, I am. It's like, I, you, you notice how I'm all st- always still slick always. When, I, when I'm here? Yes. Like, my clothes are sticking to me, and, like, yeah, it's the, that's the, uh, like, placenta. <laughs> placenta layer. Christ. That, like a baby foal. You have sure. to wipe it off me as I, like, fall steaming from the sure. your fireplace. Sure. We've been doing this podcast for a year and a half now, and you still have the placenta all over you. You you summon me anew every time. Oh, that's true. I had forgotten. So we have... You just did it. How could you forget? Do I mean that little to you? I mean, I'm not going to say that you are really important to me, but I do have this kind of on a set schedule where Mm. when a timer goes off, I go, oh, it's podcasting Mm -hmm. time. I have forgotten. You've automated a lot of it, too. We have two different cannons. It's mostly just a macro. Two different (laughs) cannons for Evan. Because, I mean, we summon you every time, but also you have a partner and child. So which cannon are we going with? In this commercial, you're a demon. But in the actual... Hey, 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 hey. I'm no demon. (laughs) Sorry, you're an extra dimensional... No, I mean, I just ask you to occasionally do bad stuff. Okay, that's true. You're the demon. It really is uncomfortable when you sit on my shoulder. I wish you would stop doing that. Well, someone has to, you know, get rid of that fucking guy on the other shoulder. That's true. Fucking asshole. My mom. Mom? (laughs) I hate your mom. Both of our moms. My mom's an angel. Yours is a giant. You know who else has moms? Those would be the hosts of Champs in the Making. From the hosts of several podcasts at the I would have called it Champ Stamps. 
Oh, man. That's I don't even know what it's about, but I would call it a champ stamp. <laughs> I think a champ stamp is what we all the hosts get when we're done with champs in the making. We're all going to get champ stamps to commemorate oh, yeah, our time yeah, yeah. with the podcast. That's a champ stamp tattoo. Uh, a champ stamp tattoo is just all the badges that you earned along the way because, of course, the Orange Grubs Podcast Network, uh, they have the best idea for a podcast of all time, Champs in the Making. With a revolving table of voices, we'll use a bracket to find the best Pokemon of all. Have we done a, uh, a commercial for this already? I don't think so. So this is what's, your, what's your best Pokemon? Psyduck. Mine is Snorlax. Snorlax. He's living my fucking ideal life, man. Yeah, just sleeping forever. <laughs> Getting eaten. It's funny. Uh, if you ever seen the uh, the time lapse of like from Gen 1 to Gen 8 of Snorlax, he slowly is getting up. By Gen 8, he's standing, <laughs> but he, it took him, whatever, 19 years to get here. Doesn't he like like talk and stuff too, though? Snorlax. Yeah, I mean, yeah. His sprite is always sleeping, though, I think is the What idea. I like is like some Pokemon are capable of like speech. Mm. Some are not. I think they all can say their names, can't they? Right, they can all say their names, but they can't, like... Some of them can communicate. Oh, like, yeah, full-on yeah, yeah. talk to you. I mean, now we're talking so about... So I feel like they're different species. Like, how do you? How are they all still Pokemon? Now, here's the deal, is that we don't understand Pokemon. I don't. But I do know that the ones who can talk to you, like Mewtwo and Deoxys, mm -hmm. are, like, genetically modified... They're genetically altered Pokemon. Okay. Right? So they are uh, bred by humans. I remember the one time Pikachu talked in one of the movies, people freaked out but it was a dream sequence uh, um so yeah i'm amazed that they haven't okay. given pikachu okay. a voice do you think yet. they do they eat pokemon or do they just like do they just fight them in like the, wait the that's rings? a good question because like the world is is just humans and pokemon right? sure no there's got to be animals do you think there's I'd no like there's be, a turtle in detective i'd like pikachu. to be a pokemon trainer that just uses like animals uh-huh like, <laughs> just throw a fucking tab i choose cow. you cow <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i mean a cow a cow could fucking crush a magikarp i mean yeah. some of the pokemon are just fucking like fish or yeah. birds or yeah, yeah a bull yeah, would a cow destroy would i choose you adult lion sure absolutely yeah i choose Although, you, do you think they couldn't sperm whale do you think they just splatters <laughs> on the ground do you think they couldn't you couldn't like the a, a thing about what my imagination is is that you define a pokemon because it can be pokeball right mm -hmm. it can be put into a pokeball mm -hmm. so you couldn't put like a cow into a pokeball you can't put a person into a pokeball so what's the why can't you put I think that's just a characteristic of the Pokemon species. Sure. Or genus or whatever the hell. like Is that they can go into Pokemon. Yeah. And they don't interbreed. So, or do they? They, they No, they don't interbreed. They like, only breed like with Hitman their Chan, own. like fucking an ice cream cone or something. <laughs> My favorite pornography. Um, not the Pokemon, just an ice cream cone in yeah. general. That's well, what yeah. I want to see. He doesn't know the difference. No, I mean, he's a Pokemon. Uh, they're just stupid animals. Uh, I don't know anything about Pokemon. I'm talking out what of my I? I mean, this, that's what this commercial is about, that's right? That's what this commercial is about. One day I'll be on an episode of Champs, and I will extend my knowledge of nothing to their podcast. It'll be that's fun. Like my, that's my question to, like, whenever I'm, like, alone with a tween in some, like, social situation, like at a birthday party or something, I'll just ask them about Pokemon. Really? Because, like, that, that's the old enough that you can have a favorite Pokemon. Sure. Like, I'm not going to ask a kid what their... I'm going to ask a kid what, like, their favorite Equestria girl is or, like, you know, what magic doll they like or something like that yeah but, equestria but, girl might be okay yeah. i mean that's something i mean equestria girl is like like tweens now but i think that like like 12 to 14 you can especially with nerdy kids you can probably get a you can get a you can get a good, sure. a solid five minute conversation out of pokemon i i mean i'm a teacher who teaches 12 to 14 year olds and i would say that so few of them bought sword shield or at least talked about playing sword shield so oh. i think pokemon might be for us maybe i'm it, losing it grew up with yeah. us and it's still for us fair which enough. is weird fair enough pokemon's but for us pokemon Fubu. is for the for the zoom for the boomers we're boomers now we're boomers bye And we're I back. Love me a good game. With It's All Been Done, a Very Naked Ladies podcast. All right, podcast. throw it over to me. All right, Evbo. Here I come. It's time. It's time for... The Bare Naked Draft. Okay. So, 
Oh, Here's geez. what we got. Saker's handing me pieces of paper. I'm going to put this online, this piece of paper. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, this piece of paper, basically, I have divided all of Bare Naked Lady songs into four categories. Oh, God. Hits, bummers, uh-huh. upbeat, and Hufflepuff. Okay. <laughs> and what's Hufflepuff? Hufflepuff is shit that wasn't a hit, a bummer, or upbeat. Just the miscellaneous <laughs> songs of the... Like, and why did you call it Hufflepuff? Uh... <laughs> Because it's where all the miscellaneous students go. I know it's not not actually true. Okay. But uh, so I'm going to put these lists up online. It's going to be in the show notes so you can see what I've put in each of these four categories. Um, Hits have things like uh, If I Had a Million Dollars and One Week. Oh, no, it doesn't. It just has a million dollars. The (laughs) the song Saker thinks he I abbreviated some of these song titles. Bummers has stuff like Am I the Only One? Alternate Poor Friend, IABD. (laughs) IABD's not in Bummers. I know. Oh, I see. You're still reading Hits, even though I've moved on. Uh, Upbeat has songs like A, Who Needs Sleep, and Hufflepuff have songs like I Love You and Stomach Versus Heart. So And Cell Times 3. What you have to have, mm-hmm. by the time your album is done, you're making an album. Okay. You're going to have 14 songs in your album. Okay. Two of those songs have to be hits. Mm-hmm. Five of those songs need to be bummers. Okay. Three have to be upbeat, and four have to be miscellaneous songs. Easy. So we're going to do a snake draft, right? What's that mean? A snake draft means you pick... Uh-huh. Then I pick two. Then you pick two. Then I pick two. So it's not just back and forth. It's some parody where I get two picks because you had the first pick. And then oh, you get fuck. Two I picks. don't care. Okay. I'm so just what like, am I picking? So you can pick from any cat. Like you might want to snipe. If you think there's one really good upbeat song that I'm going to take, you might want to snipe Well, I got to start me. with hits because that's going to reward me the most. I think they have so many hits that I'm, I might snipe you on some of the upbeats well, or the bummers. I'm going to say it's all been done. needs to be on the album. Okay. So you've stolen It's All Been Done. So circle that one and I'm going to cross it I off. I just online. did. Okay. <laughs> Are we making the album collectively, or no? Are we these, can... we're, these are this is head to head. Oh, this is a competition, okay. and then the people get to vote on whether our album exactly are, which right. Oh. I did not. Well, I've got it's all been done. I so, <laughs> yeah, you've got our podcast. Um, so here's what I'm going to take. I think there's a lot of fucking. I feel like I'm going to win this hands down because your 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 choices and songs are always. <laughs> But I might, I might just take songs that are uh, more useful for me as a. Um, I think I might have to take some Hufflepuffs first because there's not a whole lot of great songs in the Hufflepuff category. And I think if I start what are you taking talking about? if I start taking the strong shit from there, then you're going to be stuck with a shitty four songs. So I'm going to take, take I'm going to take Dat Fodder because it's a different song. Uh, I'm going to take Hello City. So oh, scratch Hello one. City off your list, off okay. your Hufflepuff list. Okay, and you um, get you get two now. I do. I get two in a row here. So for my second song. I'm going to take Upside Down from the Hufflepuff list. You motherfucker. Near the bottom of the list. Upside Down's my best song. I know it is, baby boy. All right, what's your next two songs? Um, I'm going to take another hit. I'm mm-hmm. going to take uh, One Week. Take, nobody likes One Week. Take right, that shit. Right, but you've got to have it on your album. I don't care. All right. Like, I'm selling this to the masses. <laughs> okay. You're selling this to our fans. And I get two, right? You get two. All right, then I'm going to take one from... I'm taking alcohol from Upbeat. Ah, fuck. That's a good choice. Alcohol's in Upbeat. Okay. Um, so I no longer have to worry about hits till the end, because you've taken your hits, so that's a safe category for me. Um, but I've taken the two hits. But you can't take any more. I know, but I've taken the two hits. <laughs> All the rest of these songs weren't I hits. think there's only got to be two hits. Me hitting you and you hitting the fucking floor after we're done with this draft, okay, buddy. come at me. <laughs> you would beat my ass so fucking hard. Um, I work from the floor. <laughs> I'm forget. going. I'm going to take uh, Straw Hat and Dirty Old Hank from uh, the Bummers category. I knew you were going to go for that. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of hate drafting you a little bit because yeah. I know what you like. Yeah. Um, for my second one, 
I think I'm going to take... Boy, this is hard. Because I really want to take all the good shit out of miscellaneous. So I'm going to take second best out of miscellaneous. Right above upside down. Wow. You're taking second best? I... Ah, shit. That's a bad Too bad. Pool. You got yeah, it. All right, I got it. Uh, I'm going to take... Uh, where's that fucking thing? Um... Little tiny song. It's right in the middle. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> going to grab that bad boy. I'm going to grab that boy. Grab that big boy. Oh, I'm going to take everything old is new again. Cool. I um, don't give a shit about that song, and you're going to get slaughtered. I am? Uh, I think so. Um, I'm going to take... God, see, my initial impulse is to take some fucking um, stunt songs, because I feel like those are going to go quick I already once we get took started. the only good ones. No. I'll tell you what, I'm taking the very first upbeat song, King of Bedside Manor. My banner! <laughs> Your little baby boy. Ah, you dipshit. That's actually a shitty song. <laughs> I've just been... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to take... I'm going to take I'll Be That Girl from Bummers. Well, that's a good one. Which is kind of a cheaty bummer song, because mm -hmm. I don't think it sounds like a bummer. But that's what I'm going with. So I'm taking King of Bedside and I'll Be That Girl. I'm going to take... Uh, have you seen my love? <laughs> okay. <No. laughs> I was blown away. <laughs> I'm going to take, uh, um, oh, I kind of want to take Spider in my room. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. If you want to lose this draft, go for it. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm going to take uh, Next Time from uh, Hufflepuff. Okay. And then I'm going to take. Next Time. Okay. Yeah, you can yeah I know what it is. <laughs> you don't have to sing it for me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a solid song. It's a solid song. Yeah. And then I'm going to take. Uh, You're going to get slaughtered on Hufflepuff, bud. Why? Because I took all the good shit. Who cares? <laughs> I don't know. You're right. Nobody. I'm going to take What a Good Boy from Bummers. Mm, fuck. That's such a good song. That could have yeah. been in hits. I know. God damn it. Should have been. Could have been. Could have been. Should have been. been Would have been. Um, so I'm, I'm... I want you to still feel threatened by Hufflepuff. So I kind of want to leave my last thing open there. I don't feel threatened by you at all. <laughs> At anything. <laughs> All right. If you don't feel threatened by me, uh, I am taking conventioneers from Hup. No, Ooh. that no, no, no. I take it back. That's a late game pick. <laughs> That's not an early game pick. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take um, when I fall from bummers. Mm -hmm, you should have mm -hmm. put these in alphabetical order. I really would have preferred you did that. <laughs> so I did it in chronological order, which may have been the worst way to do it. Uh, and then I think I'm going to take light up my room from bummers. Just right above I'll Be That Girl. Fuck. God, this is so good. My list fucking rocks. Really? Oh, my God. Your list sucks. Is it? Go ahead. I'll take Maybe Katie from Upbeat. Yeah, that's a good one. And I'll take... Uh, oh, did you... Shopping? I, probably. I'll take <laughs> shopping. Uh, no, I got I to gotta load up my list with bummers. I only got two. I know. Um, I'm taking all the good ones. I don't care. <laughs> You said several times, games do not interest you. Um, I don't even remember what told you so sounds like. No, neither do I. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to take For You. That's a good one. That's a good slow. That's a good You're silly song. wrong. That's bad. Oh, my God. Well, take it up with the fans. That's fine. Yeah, I will. I mean, I know who's going to be voting on this, and I know what they like. <laughs> uh, under Upbeat, I'm going to take Some Fantastic, my favorite Bare Naked Ladies Ooh, song. I didn't even see that. This mm -hmm. is the thing is you've read through this list a couple times, and I this is the first time I'm looking at it. I made this list three weeks ago and have not looked at it since. <laughs> Um, and I'm also going to take, oh boy, there's so many fucking good songs left under bummers. I'm going to take, oh, this is a, this is a real swing. I should be taking war on drugs, 
but instead I'm going to take Tonight is the Night I Fell Asleep at the Wheel. That's a good one. Yeah, that's going to be my album ender. And I'm done on Bummers. All right. For uh, Upbeat, I'm going to take Humor of the Situation. Mm-hmm. And then Come for now, Bummers, now. I'm going to take Am I the Only One. Oof. Am I the only... Well, may, might be one of the only good songs off of a uh, uh, fucking album that I've forgotten the name of. Maybe you should drive. <laughs> I don't know. I liked... Uh, you picked a couple off of that. Yeah, you that's You picked Upbeat, That Girl. And you I'm picked... actually about to pick another one off of that. Damn right. Because I'm going to... So it's my last upbeat, so I don't care if I give you a little bit of a... I've already gotten all my upbeats. Oh, you have? Okay, so under upbeat, I don't the know only whether... thing I'm, I've got two more to pick. I've got one bummer and one Hufflepuff. I feel like I should take either Life in a Nutshell or uh, Who Needs Sleep, because they're both fucking great. I'm going to take Life in a Nutshell, because I feel like I've taken... That's a good one. I took Light Up My Room and I'll Be That Girl, so I think I'm okay on uh, stunt songs. And then under Hufflepuff, I am going to take convention years <laughs> what a bad bad choice oh man um, all right you're up i feel like it, it, the easiest thing to take in hufflepuff well actually i've got two hufflepuffs yes you do. like it would be so you're done in, you're i'm d- done in hufflepuff and then all i have you pick two i pick two hits and then you have one more okay um i don't know i feel like a little tiny song would be a good pick because it would be over so quick and it would be it wouldn't you're hurt a mad anyone. man it wouldn't hurt anybody <laughs> you're a mad man if you're gonna draft little tiny song why uh, it's either that or spider in my room is the spider in my room <laughs> <laughs> hey uh, you don't uh, think stuff like baby seat or celebrity could have a place on your album not on my fucking album i hated both those songs <laughs> you, you I, like, I love you in the car we were never uh, making love. Yeah, I think I'm. Oh, Why am no, I helping gross, you? That's kind of a gross song. I'm not helping you anymore. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with a uh, little tiny song. Okay, you. <laughs> People are gonna vote for you because of irony. <laughs> so you took little tiny. Oh, and I oh, get one oops. more. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna take. You need one more Hufflepuff, one more bummer. War man, war on drugs. That's I think the right choice. Uh, for my hits, I'm gonna take uh, Brian Wilson. Brian Bilbin. And I think I'm going to take... Boy, it's real hard. Hits wow, is so you're putting one. you're putting Brian Wilson and... You got one more hit. Pick I know. Hit. I think it's going to be if I had a million dollars. All right, you're putting Brian Wilson and a million dollars. You're putting Gordon against Stunt. Yeah. And as we know, Stunt's the better album. Well, wait, what? what you, mean I'm putting... you, picked, you picked Brian Wilson and a million dollars, which are both songs from Gordon. Yeah. Versus... One oh, week IBD and it's all been done. Week. Yeah. So <laughs> let's let's let the listeners decide. I'm not going to get by on this. Although the thing is, like, the, our listeners to our podcast are bare naked lady fans, sure, or bare naked lady irony ironists, yes. right? So I, so I think like they're going to be more responsive to deep cuts then because they've yeah. heard I they've heard it's all been done in one yeah. week a billion times. And honestly, I was almost thinking about taking shoebox instead of million dollars, but I feel like you can't. Million dollars is such more a like poo box. Oh, dude, you're really upsetting me. <laughs> All right, take, take your last bummer, and then we'll talk about... Oh, no, you have no, your last bummer. I'm, I'm what are you Huffle- missing? I'm missing a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. And I'm going Christ. to pick, for my last uh, Hufflepuff... Crazy Dat Fodder. No. Dat Fodder. You garbage. Because it is a separate song, and should be a separate song. <sighs> All right, Ev. We don't have to sequence it right now, but tell me what your album is, and then I'll tell you what my album is. So let's go through track by track. Okay. Well, I, okay, I won't sequence it, but uh, right. it definitely ends with Dat Fodder. Okay. <laughs> well, you should put it in the middle. No, Dat Fodder <laughs> is going to be the hidden track. Sure. It definitely ends with ha- Dat Fodder, and it definitely begins with uh, um, probably one week. Okay. Oh, that's, kicking it off. Yeah. It's that's been. The, that's a good 
Exactly. Yeah. So for one, sure. So my my hits are one week in IABD. It's all been done. My bummers are what a good boy and am I the only one? And <laughs> I then, like that we're singing all the hidden, choruses. Then, hidden sun that burns and burns. And then uh, for you and war on drugs. <laughs> you can't sing those because you don't remember them. <laughs> yeah, I know. In a box in my house, there's another <laughs> box inside that box it's is a for box. box for you. <laughs> yeah. And then war on drugs is uh, uh, a song that I didn't particularly like, but I think I know it, it resonated pretty strongly with yeah. our listeners. Yeah. Uh, and then my upbeats are Alcohol, which is the best Bare Naked Lady song. Wrong, but all uh, right. Humor of the Situation, which good. is a good, a good song. Pick. song. And then Maybe Katie, which is another fucking great song. Good pick. Uh, Hufflepuffs are Everything is Old is New Again, Little Tiny Song, Next Time, and Dat Fodder. Mm. Yeah, Hufflepuff is where you really shit the bed. Really? Yeah. What yeah, I think so. Uh, my album. Uh, my hits are Brian Will uh Brian Wilson did and uh if I had a million dollars. Uh my bummers are uh uh Straw Hat and Dirty Old Hank, which I don't think is even a lyric in the song. Yeah, and it's <laughs> not really a bummer. It's, it's a, more of it's more of an upbeat song. Uh, well then I cheated. Yeah, <laughs> I stole cheat. it my bummers category. Uh when I fall uh, light up my room. I'll be that girl. And tonight is the night. Yeah, that's a good one. Fearless. I think that's going to be my ender. Is tonight is the night. Um, upbeat. I took King of Bedside Manor. I took Life in a fucking nutshell. Yeah, that's a good one. And I took Some Fantastic. Yeah, which, those are all three. Those are all. I think you'd I mean, be, it's hard to get a bad pick. If I hadn't, upbeat. if I hadn't grabbed alcohol, I would say that you edged me out. But I got alcohol and maybe Katie. So I think I've got you. Okay. Well, let the fans be the judge. Come on now, now. And I then got my you. Hufflepuff is Hello City. Fucking home yep, run. You got me. Um. <laughs> convention mistake. <laughs> second best and upside down second best i like second best like so hello city and upside down i regret losing but convention here and second best <laughs> you you really missed you, you mistake convention years is a good song you didn't like it it's an adequate song i think you need compared to the other 42 songs on that list <laughs> it is about the middle of the pack truly all the hufflepuff songs none of them are great who's gonna pick new kid on the fucking block who's I mean, gonna I pick... feel like it's at least as good as second best uh, stomach versus heart is as good as second best i mean i kind of want to pick spider in my room just for like that wild card that's a you your wild card was little tiny song spam the like button for spider in my room <laughs> so uh you know what listeners i'll put up the lists, and I'll also put up a poll on the uh, show notes to this. You just have to click Evan or Saker. You can vote as many times as you want from as many computers <laughs> as no, you want. Uh, I, I guess. Why? I can't stop you. Yeah, who cares? So, be nice. Be fair. Vote I mean, responsibly. If you want to take multiple seconds of your day to vote multiple sure. times, <laughs> go for it. I <laughs> don't care. You're the king of your own universe. That's yeah. fine with us. <laughs> Ebo. Trono Labus. That is everything to everyone. Starting next week, we are going to move into Bare Naked Ladies Are Me. The Marathon. The Marathon. 23 a- tracks. Uh, so, well, like Bare Naked Ladies Are Me is like 13, and then the other one is like 13 or 14. A lot of times, Bare Naked Ladies Are Me and Bare Naked Ladies Are Men, and they're considered one album a lot of the time. I mean, it doesn't matter what the fuck Thanks we for do. mansplaining me. I mean, I knew that. So then why did you say... Tw- <laughs> I said like 23 tracks. <laughs> So yes. and they're often combined. Well, twenty-three track. Uh, but I think we'll handle them as separate albums, right? So we can analyze them at the end. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> there needs to be a prize for the Benica draft. Okay. What's the prize? Whether we consider the next one one album or two albums. Perfect. Okay. That'll be it. If we if I win, then it's one album. We uh-huh. treat them as one. Exactly. And if I win, we treat <laughs> them as two albums. albums. <laughs> so we have to have so an I'd have, extra. Up, I'd have to come up with a read for twenty four songs <laughs> you or something. Dumb like. shit. Why do you want that? I pick a really a really vile uh, types of food. <laughs> this one's about a hot dog. <laughs> this one's about a beef hot dog. <laughs> types of hot dogs. <laughs> Tofu dog. 
Um, I like a good tofu dog. Embo, so we'll start that next week. We'll kick it off. I'm super excited. Crazy. Um, we're going to be... Just like you. <laughs> we're going to be... Uh, moving forward there's no other way but momentum that's what we have going for us right now god yeah um we're puffing other than that uh we're puffing billy we you can find us on i completely blanked as to what part we were on you can find us online we are at been done pod on uh, twitter on facebook you can rate us on itunes please do so we will read it on the show um evbo hmm? I want you to join the Orange Groves Discord, which you have more. Join it more, 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 more. I've only more. joined one time. People keep joining with my name, and it's awesome. Um, and uh, More I people, want... please join the Orange Groves Discord with using some version of Evan Dickin or <laughs> E. Dickin or Dick Evan or... Dick come, Evan. Come on, <laughs> come on, Evan, or Evan Dick in his mouth or something like that. Just change your names. Um, uh, by this time, it's very possible that our second episode of Two Snacks Doing Snacks, which is our snack time wrap-up, will be up, and that's Ninjas. Uh, we're going to be doing one snack time song a month, and that's if you donate to the uh, Orange Groves Patreon. So check that out. I believe we're at the $2 tier. We're cheap as fuck. Yeah, so, the Orange Grows Patronus. Yes, bring it on in. Uh, Ev, what do you have to plug this week? <sighs> Thranduil. He was he was Legolas's dad and, sure. and lived in Mirkwood. <laughs> sure. He's a pretty cool guy. Great. You know, he's looking after his own people. Thranduil, if you're out there, shoot us an email. We'd love to get you on the cast. He's played by Leap Hace in the Hobbit movies. Leap Hace? Leap Ace. Oh, cool. All right. He rides a big stag. I'm Saker. I'm Evan. I ride a big stag. We'll see you again. I stag a big ride. In one more week. week.